0: Welcome to the Eastern Kicks podcast, a regular magazine programme about East Asian film led by me, Andrew Heskins, founder and grandmaster of EasternKicks.com, and James Mudge, our leading writer. Each episode we'll be taking a look at the latest films, news and festivals, often chatting to filmmakers and stars along the way. Welcome to the latest episode. This time it's the second of our Eastern Kicks picks. Curated selection of new and upcoming releases across streaming services and cinemas. But first, let's get on to that important question. What are you drinking this time, James? Well, what are we drinking?
1: Indeed. This time, because we are actually in the same place again, uh, namely up in Glasgow, in Scotland. We'll see why in a second. But we're drinking Jura, whiskey, bourbon, cask uh, as well. And it is it is the morning when we're recording this too, so <laughs> we've, gone, we've gone full Scotland. <laughs> we have. Well, it had to happen. Well. Cheers. Ah, but it is very very snowy outside, so I think having a whiskey to warm the cockles of our hearts is no bad. Acceptable. It. It's it's, <laughs> it's always whiskey time somewhere, isn't it? Isn't that a saying? Well,
0: it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we're up here in
1: in Glasgow. Yes, yes. For, um, we've been running the Focus Hong Kong screening program, which um, you know regular listeners will certainly know that we we don't hide the fact that we run Focus Hong Kong. And uh, so yeah, we've been the, the Glasgow Film Theatre. We've had. Three films. Uh, these days we've had Nomad four K director's cut restoration. Uh, we've had a documentary Winter Chance UK premiere and two K with a uh, story of Ricky, which is a very, uh, <laughs> a very varied program, uh, indeed. But yeah, very pleased to see it's going very well. It's
0: a good time. It's, it's um, yeah. It's a good program to have, and and yeah. uh, we'll be
1: doing more. We will also watch the space and Chinese New Year will be our next one for Focus Hong Kong with the, the BFI on. I think we're allowed to say fifth and sixth of February, and you'll see. I'm sure you'll see what the films are very soon, but we <laughs> can't really say exactly at this this moment. But yeah, do as we would always say. Just follow us on the old socials. Keep up to date on on Focus Hong Kong. And moving along, so yes, onto the streamers. Onto the streamers. Um, I mean, and as usual as you've said like, it's a curated selection this is not an exhaustive selection uh, it's correct at time of recording <laughs> <laughs> especially in the case of Amazon correct at time of being able to actually find and search for things on Amazon um, and it is curated we're, we're not going through everything and obviously there's some things we don't really get into as much because they're not our bag right? I guess like anime, K-dramas and whatnot yeah. so, and we're not covering the paid streamers it's just the main the main um, Things like Netflix, Amazon, so not the VODs, I mean, rather. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yes, but, yeah, no, nothing on Shudder, but... Uh, it's, quite been while, it? it's, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a while. Mean, Shudder it's kind of slipping in general. They're, they're not actually putting much out at all. There's only about five new things on it this month, mm. which is not not very good to be honest. No, no, it's it's not much, like that one. does... does suggest it's not but the u.s one is completely different it, it mm. keeps it it's got a very long list of new because i get the two emails from the press which is even more annoying because i see the u.s list oh great man i are gonna get this in the uk then the uk email comes through the next day four films mm. Mm, mm, most of which are on amazon as well so yeah no that's not great but there's a lot of stuff on the others um i mean netflix has got a lot of stuff uh, popped up we've got probably the, the headline one is like a sweet home uh, series two, which I it's just dropped, I haven't seen. I mean, it's yeah. been it's been a few years. Mm. It was it twenty twenty twenty? uh the first one i think it's late 2020 so it's pretty much exactly three years yeah since the first series uh which was kind of a surprise did surprisingly well i think for a horror because it is a horror did you watch it this i
0: i one. no i didn't
1: it's good it's always all been on the list but never well yeah the, the fate the fatal lists <laughs> that never they never really go down but it's good the first series. it is like proper horror monster one it's not really much in the way of um teen k drama type stuff everything so it's, it's pretty gory good special effects as well it's actually quite good quite good budget so i really enjoyed the second one but um some of the i, I haven't seen the second series uh myself yet but some of the reviews from seem to be quite mixed not that it's bad but just it's a 3 part of the whole thing mm. and they've they've shot season three apparently back to back with yeah. season two and this season two just feels very much like it's setting things up so it's the, the middle part but I, I, I get a little bit irritated with, with sort of filler seasons like yes. that yeah definitely definitely because yeah. you just especially since you know season 3 will probably start with a nice big recap yeah you probably don't really need series 2 in that respect <laughs> but I will watch it because the first one was fun and if, this sounds like it's still like got all the monsters and gore and whatnot and everything so it, it's probably a um, a pretty acceptable acceptable watch so yeah I, I th- but I think that's the I think that's probably the the main headline and it is it is good to know that it's finishing after three series because you know, if you thought it was going on for seven or eight series then some of them might, also might be less inclined to come out especially if they're going to if season three has been shot back to back mm. it's going to come out maybe next year or yeah. three year wait or anything so yeah th- that's probably the headline one but uh, we've also got Believer 2 has been added a uh, Korean film so mm. that's the first one um, was it's a remake of Drug War, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, so yeah, it's a remake of Drug. I have, I'll say I haven't seen it. It is on, it is on Netflix. Um, it was the first one got pretty good reviews when it came out as well. It just sounded. I mean, even away from it being a remake of Drug War, and it wasn't mm. really. Excuse me. It wasn't massively publicised as being a remake of Drug
0: War. No, and and this this is a director who's got form for remaking. Films, yeah. but then taking them in a very, very different direction. So the, oh, the course, other course film exactly. is, is Phantom. Yes, that's, that's been right. Yes, 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 Doing the festivals this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I just haven't seen, but would like to. Which is very different from the the Chinese mm. version of the of the same story. Yes, I remember. I remember you saying that. <laughs> which I'd like,
1: I'd like to see Phantom, but uh, Believer. I mean, Drug War is a great film, but what make Drug War kind of interesting, as well as it being Johnny Toe, which means, of course, it's got that. You have to see it because it's Johnny To, but it's also got the fact the whole sort of Hong Kong China situation mm. is what made Drug War most interesting. So Believer, if you just stripped it down to the plot of Believer, there's nothing. There, there, there doesn't seem to be any like hook to it to me. Yeah. It just sounds like you, you take that plot. And it's just pretty. The plot is pretty straightforward. You know, yeah. Cop teams up with a lower level drug dealer to try and bust a higher level drug dealer. It seems pretty straightforward, um, and then having a sequel to it. Uh, I guess uh, five years later, four or five years later, and by um, a director like Bae Jong Yol, who's not really done much, uh, did a couple of rom coms, um, and it is a direct follow up to the story. Uh, I've no which idea if it ends bro- like yeah. no idea if the first one ends like Drug War ends, but it's a follow up to the story. It's and the reviews are have been pretty bad. Uh, I have to say they just say, <laughs> kind of saying like, what's the point? It is said to be incredibly violent and bloody, which is no obviously no bad thing, but they say it's just it's just there's not much point to it and the story is not very um it's not very interesting so i'm more likely to check out believer than believer 2 mm. and even if i see believer which i won't you know it's, it's been on my list since it came on netflix years ago so it, it's very unlikely i'll watch believer but um it's less like i'd watch believer 2 <laughs> but it's interesting it is interesting the whole remix thing so we've, we've got a couple of things uh which will come up uh later other ones we're going to mention today but it's I mean, Phantom, yeah, as you said, and we've had quite a few ones of, like, Korean films remaking Hong Kong films, and we, that's Eye in the Sky? Yeah. What was the remake? Uh, Cold, Cold Eyes. Ice. Cold Eyes, uh, yeah. yeah. So, that was, both of them were pretty good, and they were slightly different. There's been a couple of others which don't spring to mind at the moment, like, uh, Korean Hong Kong ones, so. Mm. That's interesting. It's not, not only Hollywood, too. <laughs> it just <laughs> jumps in there and runs out of ideas, so. Uh, what else we got from Korea? We've got uh, we got Persona uh, Suli, which is a short film and a documentary. But uh, one of the, the famous K-pop stars who tragically you know killed herself mm. uh, a few years back. I mean, I don't think it's a documentary about her. And uh, I think it's just like a TV special collection of uh, interviews. From what I can gather, so okay. I, don't, I don't think it's an actual look into anything about the the reasons for what mm. happened I know there was which a huge is, which is a which is a, a real problem oh okay. Uh, in, yeah in, yeah, in yeah absolutely it's, just... it's very sad there's so many it seems to happen so much and I from what I'd read about her before you know I'm not a K-pop fan but I mean her the news of her passing did make it to the news over here and it seemed like there was a huge amount of cyber bullying and K-nets and everything like that so it, it really sounds like a pretty sad sad, yeah. sad sad story but I don't think the documentary's about that it's just interviews with her plus a short film which she starred in yeah. um but if you're a fan of her, it's probably you know, it's not, not a bad thing to check out, um, I would guess. But yeah, we've got a couple uh, from Japan. So we've got a romantic comedy called uh, In Love in Deep Water, uh, which is directed by Yusuke Taki and Morgan Bailey Keaton. Neither of whom, I, <laughs> either of whom I'm <laughs> even remotely familiar with. I looked up and just TV work. Right. And this, in and this sense, like a TV film, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But it's kind of like a, on a luxury cruise ship. There's a merger. There's... there's one of those characters that turn, seems to turn up a lot in Japanese uh, animes and dramas, like a handsome butler is investigating with a, a mysterious young woman. So romance, hijinks, and everything is kind of it looks kind of like a Poirot-ish or something like that. But it's described as being cute and uh, whimsical. But it's by it, it's um, sorry. It's got uh, uh, Rinko Kikuchi, uh, and uh, you know the acclaimed Japanese actress, and who's one of the. Few to actually do very well internationally as well. She was in, like, Babel, Brothers Bloom, Pacific Rim, uh, Westworld. She was in, loads of stuff. Mm. She's, she, she's a really, really good actress. So it seems quite odd to see her in this. In that. I watched the trailer for it, and yeah. it's just, like, complete... 100%, you can see it looks more like a fluff, mm. uh, I guess. If you're into this kind of thing, it's like eating eating a box of, like, Frero Roche from Poundland or something. It's just that kind of vibe. Yeah. Not my thing. It's probably okay. The reviews (laughs) for it all seem to be okay. (laughs) So there you go. There you go. Classic middle of the line. Um, The other Japanese film that is kind of a bit more interesting is called uh, Hard Days, which Mm. is uh, a cop thriller about a shady policeman who accidentally kills a guy in a hit-and-run and and spends the rest of the day trying to cover it up and everything keeps going wrong and wrong. and He's involved in... That that sounds like... like, it sounds it's like a, a hard
0: day. It is. It's a remake of a hard day, the, the <laughs> Korean film, um, which has already been remade. there's um,
1: a version with uh, Aaron Kwok. Uh, I forget that? if it's him or not, but it's been yeah, it's been remade. And then you can have you seen a hard day? I mean, it's yeah. Like, it's yeah, 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 yeah. I spoke thing. to the director of, uh, when he came over nine years fun. ago or something, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Must he? be yeah. I think um, it is. This was ages ago.
0: Because um, that that then that director went on and did Kingdom, he was there. Main director, that's right, the first that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. you're still getting remakes. Then, <laughs> but you, I mean, you can you can see all of it, any work. it is, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's like the, it's like Miss Granny. It, it kind of yeah, it's it's, it can sell in different
1: territories quite easily. Yeah, it's like a high concept premise. We see comedy of errors. So you, it's not a hard one to remake because it's um, there's nothing particularly cultural or anything about it, and it's quite it's fun. It's not. You know, it's not too hard to understand, but it's kind of tricksy mm. uh, as you go through. But this one, I don't know, uh, because I've seen it, the original, okay, I can remember the original reasonably well. Yeah. And
0: the remake I remember with the the Hong Kong one is very, very... It's set in Singapore, I believe. Okay. But it's it's very... It is very like it. It's not, It doesn't actually deter the, 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 uh, detour much from
1: the original. Yeah. I mean, this one—it's longer. It's about two hours, and mm-hmm. uh, there again, just seen some of the review headlines, and it seem to be. It sounds like what what would happen if like Hollywood remade it. It sounds. It says it's like a bigger, emptier. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the the consensus from the few review headlines I've seen, but still, <coughs> I don't know. I'm more likely to check that out than some of the other films. I'm interested. It's 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 by the guy. Um, Michihito uh, Fuji, uh, whose name you won't recognize, but we talked about it a lot. Because he keeps doing stuff for Netflix. He's okay to like The Village, The Family, Yakuza and one. He seems to make a film a year for Netflix, none of which I, I believe we've watched. But he's <laughs> certainly very prolific. And he's certainly very much Netflix Japan's man, by the seam of it. So, I don't know. It seems interesting enough. But then I say but all of his films. You know, I never, <laughs> never, never got around to watching them. No, and, and they're all supposed to be decent you know? so, Anyway, never mind. Um, also, on also Netflix, we've got uh, Doi Boy, which is a new Thai queer film. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, kind of the, it's a sort of a sex worker, um, ethnic minority uh, immigrant who gets involved with political activism. And it's kind of a mystery. And it's directed by, and I, uh, with apologies, because I, I uh, pronunciation in most languages is not great, but my Thai pronunciation will be even worse, but it's Non Antoine's Chapel. And that's just reading out it? as <laughs> it's written but he's he's made like before this he did four documentaries which were which did well in the festival circuit all dealing with the same themes like political activism queer stories immigration okay. uh, identity and stuff so this is his first feature film hmm. covering this and it's it's odd because it's i mean i hadn't heard of it but it, it's not been it's been on the festival circuit quite recently okay uh you know pretty well reviewed and it just suddenly appeared on netflix without any, I mean Netflix doesn't really give fanfare for stuff anyway but this was just there <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's, It it's pretty interesting uh, and it seems to have gone down well on the festival circuit so that might be worth checking out um, finally on Netflix, I mean it's Asian adjacent but we've got Squid Game <laughs> The Challenge uh, the reality TV show which is a British production but seems to be done in America, I, I watched the first episode and it's all Americans in it and everything and it's I don't know. Some people seem to love it, uh, and other people seem to absolutely despise it, um, because it's, you know, kind of it's. If you take Squid Squid Game, and yes, we know I'm not really a fan of Squid Game anyway. But if you take Squid Game and you take all the death out of it, you take the threat out of it, and you're just left people chasing money, it's kind of gone completely against what the show was about with its social themes. Yeah. And it's also weird just seeing Americans running around doing, and it kind of, in the first episode anyway, it's around the first like red light green light. Mm-hmm. Green, red lights, green lights, uh, game, um, but you get hundreds of these people, and they insert little interview clips with them. But I don't know who these people are. I don't care. No. And it's just them saying, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna get that because it's American. It's just basically I'm gonna get that money, gonna make that money." And I don't see the. I just none of them are gonna <laughs> die. None of them are gonna get injured. No. Somebody's gonna win millions of dollars. I couldn't care less. Uh, they have recreated faithfully the sets. Congratulations. I don't know, yeah, I just yeah. I, I didn't, th- I wasn't appalled by it, but I just, even in the first episode, I was just well, I just didn't, di- didn't well, much. get it. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, reality mm-hmm. game shows, whatever, you're know, winning money, that's fine, but why take a death game and adapt that, it, so it's exactly the same, but nobody dies. So even good in good the look. red light, green light, yeah. so you know, in the, in the show, there's like machine guns firing, and it's mm. like, in this, they just have to, they get, you know, little black light flashes on them, and they suddenly have to lie down and pretend they're dead. It's just it's so stupid anyway. There's no point in ranting on long <laughs> about it, but it's it's interesting. Maybe it gets better. I'm not going to find out. So there you go. But um, anyway, on to Amazon. Um, I I'm not just random like everything on Amazon. Like a new Amazon exclusive is a, a ASEAP man. I think the pronunciation would be an Indonesian superhero film. Um, it looks like a very sort of light hearted superhero film. It looks very very much like it's for the local domestic audience i i saw it i watched the trailer and it, it's you know they didn't really get it to, to be honest which is fair enough it just seems an odd one for them to because they actually mm. highlighted this in their Amazon and it's
0: not him. it's not connected to the jacob anwar no 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 uh, to be not as far as can, that he's, he's kind of crazy with his, his not friends. as far as i can tell and, and this
1: looks like a sort of comedy superhero if you mm. know what i mean so i'm uh, fair enough fair enough I mate. Mean, it's good it's always good to see anything appearing but i, I didn't really um didn't really jump out at me um there's a lot more from japan again as mm. well we, we've got the family the 2023 film sounds incredibly standard a moving tale of generations of a family overcoming difficulties and reconnecting so <laughs> it sounds like it's absolutely of zero but it has actually got a lot of awards and nominations in japan at their end of years things but i've not seen it playing any festivals or anything though we should say there are so many films from japan called something with family in the title and uh, not just from japan but particularly from japan oh no, yeah, yeah yeah from other countries but yeah particularly from japan whether they're yakuza films or they're family family films so but incredibly generic poster as well of just a couple of faces of people crying uh, but it's directed by azura Naroshima, who did uh solomon's perjury um, okay yeah. so good enough pedigree so if you're into this kind of thing then it's probably a pretty good example of it but uh, n- nothing there which is pushing me towards it um another from japan which could file under looks generic but is probably pretty solid is a uh, knuckle girl which is yet another female boxing flick about a female boxer who has to also try and save her younger sister from criminals um there's been so many of those female boxing films around from Japan over the last few years um, and I've seen one or two of them so I'm kind of all female boxed out you know <laughs> I don't really need another one but it is it, the only interesting thing about it is it's directed by uh, Hong Seon Yoon is a Korean director who did Death Bell and some other pretty yeah. fun schlock stuff it's an old Japan cast, old Japan production just him so mm-hmm. I'm not, not, sure, not sure why but uh it's not enough it's not interesting enough to to make me go on my way to watch it just because if there hadn't been so many other female boxing films around uh i, I might have be more inclined but not really um. also added from japan a couple of horror classics from 1964 kwaidan and onibaba which we don't really need to get into because you know they're I'm sure everyone's familiar with me if you haven't seen them then definitely definitely check them out because they're mm. both fantastic yeah, yeah yeah i had forgotten that Kaidan was over three hours long <laughs> But three, years, I'm not. It's it, this is one of those rare occasions where I'm not going to criticize a long film, to be honest, because it's very much worth seeing, uh, quite and spending three hours on it. I've never seen either of them on a big screen, which I'd love to do. Well, yeah, it was originally it was cut quite a lot. Wasn't There's it, different right? versions yeah. of them, yeah.
0: Um, so Cause it, Yeah, because it there was a big whole... deal when um, I'm sure at the time Eureka originally put the longer version out on on DVD. Yeah. Like. Whenever that was, probably about two decades ago, they made a big deal about it. I remember.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I can't remember the the, the 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 full story, but there's definitely different versions. I mean, there's probably an Americanized version or mm. something. So, but yeah, they're very worth checking out. Uh, and the other thing, we're we're not going to go through all of these, but pretty much all the third window films from a certain era, plus some new ones have been added to Amazon. I mean, officially as well. I mean, I've, we've seen, I've seen them like tweeting, and posting about it. So it's, unavailable they're not they're available right. for on on prime for free oh yeah, uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, none of them are like vod ones so mm. everything you know from like kamikaze girls and all that the funky forest films through to some of the more recent ones as well like Heroku the goblin it wasn't that long ago they they, they brought an yeah. in special yeah. of blu-rays so um yeah they're interesting all, yeah yeah it is it is interesting because i guess for a lot of us third window you know, there was kind of almost like a genre as well, like, oh, that's a third window film. If it was mm. anything, it was kind of slightly left field from Japan, yeah. especially through that very intense period of quirkiness uh, mm. they went through. But they, you know, it's good that they're still going releasing stuff and doing everything. So it's not, not an easy easy thing to continue to do to survive when you've got a niche mm. the way they do it. But they've always done a really good job of getting these films out there consistently for a good, you know, well over ten years now, so it's fair play to them. I wouldn't mind revisiting some of those, mm. some of those films, because you don't, I, I don't know, some of the ones we get from Japan, or the ones we see at festivals anyway, because we don't get full exposure, but um, it, it still seems to be a, a genre, whether it's like those, you, young you know, high school girl assassins being quirky, someone in a small countryside village being quirky, it's such a, yeah, it's such a, a thing.
0: know. I, I think we talked about it before, there was a point in, in the late Two thousands mm. early tens that, yeah. that we partly thanks to the third window kind mm. of saw a bit too much of that.
1: Yes, yeah, that, that, that's fair. There was a bit of an overload uh, of it, but uh, I think probably yeah, now it's, yeah. we look back on it like you know, like with the
0: all misty eyed. Yeah, like indeed. with
1: the Asian ghost films, in the early two thousands, mm. which we definitely were overloaded with, but now. Really find myself very fond of <laughs> much more than I was at the time. So, um, so yeah, it's good to see a good to see a long list of all of those being on there. Not sure how long they'll be on there. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything posted to say these are only on for a limited time. So, so yeah, if you haven't seen the third window films, you could. I don't remember ever any of them being bad. No, but no, definitely. Is, you could pick your way through them quite, quite happily at your leisure. Um, what else? I think you found some stuff on um, BBC iPlayer yeah you? there's well there's one I mean we've got So <laughs> Long My Son you know which was on there a while back and has reappeared again now uh, from uh, uh, Wang Shao Hai which is uh, it's pretty good It's it, I thought it was very overlong. I thought it was mm. very so it's not a three hour film but I thought it was very overstretched but it won a lot of awards and a lot of people yeah. really like it I just preferred his his earlier films um, is all but yeah that's just, that's just me I mean it won at Berlin and won at other places so yeah uh, uh, if you haven't seen it and you're interested in that sort of r- very rare beast, the good Chinese indie film, then mm. uh, it's definitely worth definitely worth checking out while it's on iPlayer. Um, and also on his uh, final cut, from, but it's a French film, just mentioning it. Back to the Yeah, back to remix, remakes, uh, one cut of the dead, and bizarrely directed by Michael uh, Hasen, Hasen van Vicus, I believe you, is how I pronounce his yeah. name, the <laughs> Austrian fellow who did The Artist. Um, I'm not going to watch. I'm not going okay, yeah. to watch this because it's almost two hours long, which seems to go nothing about it. Seems to be a good idea, mm. and it opened the Cannes Film Festival right. last year to very mixed reviews and people mm. saying, "Why is this opening the Cannes Film Festival?" It was pretty. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy about that. Yeah, but people weren't well, impressed by it. Uh, no, so that's... on all sorts oh, of levels. I'm not really. I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna. The part of me kind of wants that in a car crash type of way. Mm-hmm. But, if it was if it was like ninety minutes or less, I might, but I'm not going to run towards it at that length. No, I don't think so. But yeah, just mentioning it out of out of interest, especially since we we're on to remakes. So, uh, cinema, quite quite it's a few cinema, things yeah. We can start off with the the, the biggest one. You mean Godzilla minus one, which at time of recording we we haven't seen, but I think we're both. Very much looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it seems to be doing very, very well, and it's on uh, yes. at least in the US, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's been, it's been you know, making a, a big amount of money for that kind of film in the US. And the reviews over here, which have be leaking out, multiple respected critics giving it, saying this is one of the best films of the year. People you wouldn't usually expect to like anything, like um, you know, a kaiju film or mm. a Godzilla film. I mean, I've, I've heard some people complaining about the nationalistic element uh, of it because it's you know it's post war, Japan and mm-hmm. everything. Apparently, it gets a little bit awkward in places, but uh, it's not it doesn't not going to stop me from seeing or anything. It's it's interesting if that is the case, but but yeah, a lot of people are. There's interesting debate going on about online the fact that it costs like the equivalent of like fifty million U. S. Dollars. So naturally, people because st- we're going through kind of um, what's good to see like Marvel failing. Yeah. Disney films, like three hundred million dollar films flopping in the U. S. or even like Mission Impossible mm-hmm. and stuff. These so people say, well, why don't you make one for $15 dollars? So the Japanese can do it. I mean, that's just completely ignoring the massive differences between the two <laughs> industries, economies, and scale, and how the, the the animation workers were treated on making the film. <laughs> so it's uh, anyway. I'm very much looking forward to that, uh, and it's coming to the cinemas from fifteenth December. Uh, so I'm definitely definitely gonna go and go and check that out. So it's it's one of those it's got that great cliche so many reviewers seem to be throwing catch it on the biggest screen you can so I will try to I will try to (laughs) Uh, another cinema release the other big one would be probably Raging Grace uh, I think which comes out uh, via Modern Films 29th of December and it's out in the US now it had a limited cinema run uh, and it's now on digital in the US by Brainstorm Media and it's a it's It's a UK Filipino production by uh, a British Filipino writer director called Paris uh, Zarsilla um and it's got uh, it's one of the producers who we know some we've done screenings with mm. um, around here. So it's good to it's good to see this coming. It's done very well at a lot of festivals. one at South by Southwest. Uh, one prizes uh, quite a few like uh, fantasy and genre festivals, and it's 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 a kind of a familiar sounding story. Uh, it's um, you know Filipino immigrant uh, cleaner who's trying to buy a. UK passport and black, Mark uh, takes a job at a spooky old mansion looking after a comatose old man uh, whose mysterious niece may or may not be poisoning him. And at the same time, she's trying to... So she lives in the house and she's got a young daughter, Grace, who is not allowed to be in the house, so she spends half the time hiding her from the niece, who's a, like a posh lawyer woman. Uh, so it, it's I, I really enjoyed it, though. I mean, it, a, yeah. it is a very very familiar setup. The only issue i had with it kind of it's not the film spot it's just it's been pushed really as a horror film and it's not really a horror film It's right. it's kind of a hitchcock type one you know sort of gloomy mm. bit of a gothic psychological yeah gyros- psychologically, gyros- psychologically, gothic. Exactly, a lot of like character
0: twists and turns i think you kind of pretty much compared it to rebecca i think is what you were alluding it's to. Exactly, your, yeah, uh, yeah. it's exactly yeah it's
1: exactly that kind of thing it's exactly that kind of thing mm. i mean it's very nicely shot so it, it, it get the it really sort of nails that atmosphere as well um, so yeah, it's so that's not the film's fault. It's got a, it's got some supernatural visions and things like that, but they felt pretty inserted. That those mm-hmm. are the only parts of the film I didn't really, um, I didn't really like. It's it's funny and it's because it's got um, you know the Filipino writer. It's actually it feels a lot more authentic than yeah, some of the films. Yeah. I mean, Nocebo, the recent one. It's not mm-hmm. bad, but you know that feels that was much more of a schlocky one. The Western exoticized tape Even though it was. Again, it was actually a co-production. It was a co-production, uh, sure. Yeah. But uh, th- this was—I mean—I I mean, yeah. I th- I thought No Sleep was fine, but th- I preferred this. Th- this mm. is a, this is a pretty strong film. Uh, it's got a hint of uh, Susu to it, but <laughs> a lot, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot better than. Susu. I mean, not to rag on Susu, but it, it's uh, there are similarities to it, but it, this kind of Hasn't Susu so, so called something else now. Yeah, um, was it House of Secrets or something? Mm. House of Mystery, mm. something like that. But, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah so anyway that that's that's definitely worth checking out uh, when it comes out in, in cinema. i might go and check it out on the big street actually because it's visually, it's nicely directed mm. as well so nice film uh what else do we have oh there's a yeah yoshiki under the sky the japanese music documentary uh very 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 famous uh, in japan uh, mm. from the band x or x japan who i did actually see in concert on quite a long time ago um i mean Compared to K-pop, I mean, J-pop is not really a, a thing so much, I guess. So I don't know how famous he is for... It didn't... I mean, as far as we're concerned in the, in the
0: West, it didn't catch on in the same way that, that, no. that J-pop, the, the, the K-pop did. No, no,
1: no. So I, I don't... With this film, I... I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not really of interest mm-hmm. to me personally. I mean, I wouldn't be interested if it was a K-pop documentary anyway. So it's an interesting... But well, yeah, I guess it's not specifically for the, the UK market in any case anyway So, but I mean it is being plugged quite a lot yeah I'm, so I'm seeing the, the promotions on the socials and it's, it's getting a proper you know, it's a proper cinema release this, this isn't like a one off screen or anything it is going to screen around the UK so you know maybe it's just I don't know maybe we're just out of touch with the, the pop scene <laughs> uh, well I definitely am out of touch with the pop scene to be fair so um, <laughs> you know fair play to them uh, we've also got uh, the Invisible Guest uh, from Mainland China uh, via CMC, and I think that's about the second or third version China's done of this. It's a there's a Spanish uh, film called The Invisible Guest, which has been remade twice in China. So I'm assuming this is a third remake. It sounds the same. It's another like, murder mystery type one. Um, I saw what I saw the first I think of the the remakes, and it was pretty pretty decent. It's another one where you know it's another remake, of course, but it's another. Kind of fairly high concept plot that's not too hard to update, and it's it's good. Mm. It's a good one for the Chinese market because it is still like a thriller. It is a mystery, and but there's nothing controversial in it, so they yeah. didn't they didn't really need to change it around too much. You know what I mean? If it wasn't, it's not something which has been um, CCP'd. Put it put it that way. So. But I haven't seen this one, but um, yeah, that, that's coming to UK cinemas um, as usual. Since it's CMC, we probably won't see any publicity about where it's screening and how it's screening <laughs> or anything. So, uh, but you never know uh from japan as well animation we've got the boy and the heron the latest uh you know miyazaki anime mm. which i'm not really i've never really been a ghibli fan much myself i've seen a few of them but that's not really my not really my thing but it's been very well praised yeah um, yeah and i think we, we we're in a sort of cycle of of every every one of his films he says is going to be his last that's and... true yeah <laughs> so we'll we'll see <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, it's very well reviewed. It was very well received and very successful in Japan. So yeah, it's good to see these films still getting a, a cinema release. Um, and hopefully, I'm not sure if this one is dubbed into English. Because quite often, some of his well, some of his earlier films, they had quite like Hollywood casts doing yeah. the voices and stuff. So I have no no idea. the Ghiblis was was still doing that till till recently. So yeah, with this, not sure new studio. I'm not sure. Not sure. Not sure. Uh, final one to mention: uh, Band Four. The Hong Kong mm. film, which comes yeah. out in the fifteenth, was it Century City Media, um, yeah, t- Teddy Robin, in there, a f- famous famous musician. So it's, um, I don't know. It looks okay. It looks like fairly middle of the road film, but you know those kind of uh, was a table for sex, that kind of thing. Mm. Mm. Um, so it's probably it's probably pretty family drama type family, family mm. drama, but with a, a bit of comedy thrown in there, which seems to be one of the predominant hong kong genres now <laughs> for various reasons but no it seems nice enough it's an in- interesting one to actually pick for release here so i, I hope it does yeah I hope it does yeah. well I and mean, we don't see too many mostly um i don't mean this is a bad way but most of the hong kong films we tend to get are the the activist side of things the documentaries the, the indie ones or the you know the controversialish ones so um it's good to see somebody trying to put out you know the more commercial mm. stuff um so yeah, fair, fair play so I wouldn't, wouldn't mind seeing it if it actually turns up in the cinema here so, and that's it, that, that's your lot so mm. that, that, that should be enough to see everyone through December <laughs> <laughs> indeed uh, I'm, I'm sure, especially if you like your remakes <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: That's it for now. Don't forget you can find all of our previous episodes on Apple, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode. But for now, cheers!
1: Hey, cheers. There you go. <laughs>